friends, welcome to April 6th, Thursday, and thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. We are in our 93rd Psalm, so in seven more Psalms, we will be crossing over into the back final one-third of the book of Psalms, which is amazing to me. Now, we didn't go in numerical order, so today we're starting a new Psalm, Psalm 76, so I invite you to turn there and join me in just a moment. Um, so it's been now a three-year journey together and uh, I imagine based on the on the pace we've taken it'll be another year or a year and a half or so uh, to finish up uh, the last part of the book of Psalms and then we will say literally we have taken Psalms not chapter by chapter not even paragraph or verse by verse we've literally taken it word by word phrase by phrase Um, and uh, I'm doing this for a number of reasons I started in COVID just to be an encouragement to your heart and to mine. The second reason I'm doing this is because I have a goal to teach through the Bible and Psalms is the longest book. And so I just figured when COVID started, we started this daily moment of five to 10 minutes a day, sometimes a little longer, uh, sometimes a little shorter. I just thought, well, let's just go to where uh, the Bible is the longest and the most robust. It's interesting to me that the longest book of the Bible, it's not just a song book. It is a theological book that helps us understand the human psyche in light of the grace and the, and the theology of Scripture, in light of gospel theology, how do human emotions function? What do they do? Uh, and, and we've learned so much about human experience in light of the gospel. And uh, another thing I've learned over and over again on this journey is that the gospel truly is the decoder ring for understanding all of Scripture. Like, once you understand the framework of the gospel, that framework becomes the lens through which you read all of the Bible and you understand, like we said yesterday, what is righteousness? What is wickedness? Who are the righteous? Who are the wicked? Things like that. Um, Really, you understand that the performative aspects of Scripture really follow the, um, the essential indicative uh the qualitative parts of Scripture that define. In other words, here's who God is. That's what Scripture is most saying all the time. Here's who God is. And then in light of that, here's who I am. And then that brings me to who who is Jesus because when I really understand who I am and who God is, there's a disparity there. And that Jesus comes into that disparity to reconcile me to my Creator in all of his accomplished work on the cross and redemption and through the resurrection. So who is God? Who am I? Who is Jesus? And then once I come to Christ and I'm reconciled, now the question is, who am I now? Who does that make me? And how does that shape me? And that framework, that's what we would call a gospel framework, that framework informs the reading, the appropriation and the application of all of Scripture. It informs all of my behavior, all of my growth, all of my transformation from the moment I trust Christ till the moment I see Him. All that good work that God wants to do in me is fully empowered and informed, motivated by that core reality of that gospel theology, that gospel framework. And so we've seen this in Psalms so, so many times, and it is so shaping and so powerful, so transformational that um, I just thought I'd pause right here at this moment of our, ju- this juncture of our journey and say, this is what we're doing. 
we're letting the word of God reshape us through the Psalms, um, through deep realities that process our human experience emotionally, psychologically, and otherwise. And so we come to Psalm 76 uh, today, and we're just going to read the Psalm. It's 12 verses, uh, but it's dense, it's rich, it's beautiful. Um, This is a song or song of Asaph, but that probably means um, related to some descendant of Asaph because the circumstances of the Psalm are likely that from Isaiah 37 and 38 and 2 Kings 18 and 19 when God uh, judged the Assyrian army and gave a great victory over Sennacherib's uh, army. Um, and uh, it's, a be- it's an amazing story. You can read it for yourself, Isaiah 37, 38, 2 Kings 18 and 19. But this is likely a celebration of that event. But more than that, it's not, you'll notice this, it's not just a celebration of the miracle, it's really a celebration of God, who God is. Because of this miracle, what do we learn about God? Um, I love how Warren Wearsby breaks this down again. We always go to him, don't we? Um, God wants us to know him, that's verses 1 to 3. God wants us to trust him, that's verses 4 to 6. God wants us to fear him, verses 7 to 9. And God wants us to obey him, verses 10 and 12. And the reason I started with the first five minutes that I did is that playing out of this psalm is really what I was getting at, that who I am drives what I do, okay? Who God is, who Jesus is, who I am, who he makes me, that, that those indicatives drive um, his imperatives or his, his calls for obedience and surrender and sacrifice and these things. And you'll notice that the obedience component of the psalm comes at the end after we understand that God is worthy of our fear and worthy of our trust and worthy of our, um, uh, uh, wants us to know him. Okay, so with that, let's do what we just do traditionally. Let's read the psalm and then I'll uh, end it for today, Thursday. Again, I'm asking you to pray for Easter weekend. And even today, there's uh, um, a uh, homegoing service and we'll be ministering to uh, a wonderful family in our church. So uh, you pray for us. So Psalm 76, to the chief musician of Neganoth, on Neganoth, a psalm or song of Asaph. Um, in Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, the battle, Selah. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept in their sleep, and none of the men of might have found their hands. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse horse are cast into a deep sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven, and earth feared and was still. When God arose a judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Selah. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Oh man, this is going to be a fun psalm. So my friend, think on Psalm 76 today. Let the reality of the knowledge of God, the work of God, the power of God, 
um, define you today. Okay. Have a great Thursday and uh, we'll pick it up tomorrow. See you then.